Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. This is Epa Bayo. Everybody grab a seat, cop a squat, get a blanket, make a pallet, get you something to drink, water, tea, coffee, juice. It's 12 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on, right? Because I want I want to talk about something that I learned, that I knew, but I saw it in action. I knew these things, and we all know it, but we got to see it in action. Well, hard work pays off. Perfecting your craft pays off. Knowing that you know, that you know, that you know. Faith. Believing in yourself. Being your own cheerleader. Not worrying what's on somebody else's plate. We saw all of this. Unity. Believing in our, each other. Uplifting. Working together. Not putting nobody higher than nobody else. Where looks don't get you nowhere. Uh, you know when the elders say, child, uh, when it be cold outside, right? i never forget it was cold outside. My sister and they had these little pretty jackets. And she said, okay, go on out there. <laughs> Trying to be cute. Cute going to get your ass to freeze. And they was freezing. Here I am. You know, people was cracking jokes on me because I had a whole ski suit. It was snow. We had a blizzard. I had a ski suit on. And my boots, big hat, all of that. That was just the outer layer. Once I took it off, I had regular clothes on. I was cute. But I sure was warm getting there. My sister and them freezing because they, like, they, they got to look cute. <clears throat> sitting there, freezing their ass off. And what happened? Two days later, I had a fucking cold, sacking up, looking worse. I'm in and out, running through. Preparation, we saw. Preparing for a moment. Knowing who you are. We saw all this. We saw all of this. We saw all of this. And we saw the reason when people say prices go up, as Fat Jill say, today's price ain't tomorrow's price. Prices just went up. So I don't know if y'all are hip-hop heads or, you know, the people that's listening, you know. So I want to give you a little background. There's this, you know, uh, event that happens called Versus, right? So it's different R&B or rappers or entertainers, just put it like that, that go against each other, that battle. And it's really not just a battle, but who... Who can hold their own? Like, you got all these awards. You got all of this. Let's see what you really got. You know, without all the stage presence, without all that, just talent, raw talent and you. So you had a few people, you know, that was on that was really good. And a lot of them sung with the record. And, you know, it kind of takes away because you want to see, you know, a good show. It's someone that shows you their talent. I don't need the record. I can use the instrumental, the music, but I don't need the record. I don't need the voiceover of the words. I need to show you what God gave me, right? So recently there was a versus between Dipset, which is this rap group in Harlem, and The Locks, which is a rap group for Bianca's, still New York, right? So just different boroughs, different areas, so to speak. Now, Dipset, being from Harlem, is very, I'm going to show you, right? And by the way, the song is Beauty's Only Skin Deep by The Temptations. Great song. Great song. Anyway, so they have all the jewelry. They have the look. They are beautiful. They are beautiful. Juice Santana, even without the teeth and the teeth, he's still a looker. Cameron, definitely. He can wear purple, pink, he knows his masculinity. I love the way the voices sound. Jim Jones, I've always loved him. You know, they look, they look amazing. They are beautiful, right? I'm not taking away from their talent, but they are beautiful. They, they focus more on look. They do. And it showed. They, you know, the presentation. I'm going to present to you so you get that facade of, right? But there's no unity. There was no unity that we saw on stage. The stage presence was, I'm doing me, you doing you, you do you. And let's figure it out. It's not, we come as a complete package. We're coming like a well-oiled machine. We're coming 
to show you how we work together. Authenticity, how we, we, we have our own, but our own brings a story to the table and we work well together. Because you can't fake that. That's what the locks had. And leadership. Cameron, you know, everybody know Cameron and they ain't no dipset. Well, you the leader. Your whole fucking team is out of whack. <laughs> like, no one came together. There was no preparation. There was no, yo, like, they still did their thing. And they just assumed <laughs> that they were going to win because of their presence. There was no preparation. The locks, they worked. They came together. They, you know, they had their, this is where you stand on the stage. This is your mark. This is, like, they prepared for this, right? So you already know this is how they are. They are th this is their flow. We, we don't go on the stage, just jump up there. No, we prepare, right? Because <clears throat> we got years for this. Now, all of them have. Years of entertaining, being in videos, and, you know, it is beautifully raining. I love the sound of the rain. So they all have their, you know, they're, they're already established. All of them are artists, right? But you always want to be prepared. Perfect your craft. Know what you know. You know what I'm saying? Study. Know who you are. So on the stage, each one came and performed. So a few times, Jada Kiss made it known, like, ah, oh, man, they cheating, they singing with the record. Y'all want raw talent. You want to show you what you can do. And he kept on. He said it maybe about three or four times. No one paid attention. Like, Dipset was like, ah, oh, don't worry about us. Do what you do. You just mad because we're, we're doing it. Somewhere along the line, the beats was a leash. The... How you say in, in um, Vampire Dives, humanity was turned off. Because, see, I was trying. I was trying to inform you. Like, yo, we supposed to do this. Roll our sleeves up. Let's do this. But instead, they were like, oh, man, you jealous. That's what Dipset was saying, Cameron and all of them. Like, oh, man, you jealous. You just mad because we look good. You mad because. And somewhere along the line in Jada's head and the rest of his crew, right? Because there's only three of them. The light switch went off. The beast was unleashed. The cages was open. And they bodied Dipset. They did. They bodied them. And I'll tell you how. The lyrics was on point. You heard each one of them. There was no mumbling. You heard each one. So they already knew how to get up there and perform because they practiced. They perfected their craft. Each one didn't overshadow the next. You said a verse. You said a verse. I said my verse. We backed each other up. And we uplifted each other. Amazing. There was no leader. You didn't know who was leading. Style P, Jada, Kiss, a lot. You didn't know. So everybody was on the same accord. Everyone was flowing. Right? But in the process, I flowed as you flowed. I, you flowed as I flowed. Like, we were one up there. It might have been three of us, but we were one. We worked as one unity, one unit. Dipset. You already knew Cameron was the leader. He let that be known. A leader doesn't have to tell you I'm the leader. Because I, I'm not here to outdo or outshine my brother or sister. I'm here to perform. I'm here to do what I was geared to do. Amazing. Amazing. So, <clears throat> it was so amazing to watch these three brothers do this that I was like, wow, wow. So, there was some times when uh, Dipset was sitting there, you know, laughing at them because... They're like, yeah, we got the jury, we got this, we got that. And Jada let them know. He said, we got Grammys. Y'all know what Grams are. We got Grammys. <laughs> Amazing line. And he, he also cursed, you know. He said, he, he, that 
And this is an old line, which he said. He said the new heads thought it was something new, the younger ones. He said, but it's old. He said, your pussy, your, your dick, and y'all neighbors. <laughs> like, you know, he said, nah, that, that line was said in 2010. And he said the album it came from, which was amazing. Because they were on The Breakfast Club this morning. And they was talking about it. You know, how they, um, you know, prepared and did all of that. And I was like, wow, you know, that's, that, that was amazing. That was really, really good. It wasn't about, you know, how I look. It wasn't about um, how many followers I had or what I thought other people um, said or thought about me. I came to do said job. I did it. I cleaned it. I made sure it was beautiful and better than I found it. And then I left. Now, also, Dipset had all these people up on the stage. I'm talking about they had mad people. They was bringing in guests. And uh, Jada and Style P and them said, we don't care who y'all bring. It's just us. I don't care who you bring. So it, it got me to thinking, right? And to see, I said, wow, you know, this is, this is what I've been saying. So now let's take a person. You know how people go, oh, well, I know this one. They got years. Oh, I know this one. They got years. They do got years. You don't. Right? They got years. Years. You don't. I thought about the story of my brother. My brother's a good cook. Chef. Yo, this motherfucker can throw down in the kitchen. Good cook. Good cook. He has two baby mamas. He's with one for so many years with another one. For about 17 years, right? <laughs> so I want y'all to pay attention. They've been with my brother. My brother cooks. Anywhere you take him, he's going to cook. And clean up after himself while he's cooking. My mother taught him that. He don't cook in the dirty kitchen. And when he, he leaves it better than what he found it. And the dishes and everything are made. Right? He asks you what you want. He'll make your dish, serve it to you. Presentation is key. But he also get in that kitchen and he can tell you and show you what he do. So I remember his first baby mom's when she would, you know, everybody was like, oh my God, you know, you cook this? Now, mind you, it was my brother in the kitchen. Yeah, because I showed him how to cook because he didn't know how to do that. Okay. Right? Second baby mom. Oh, I be cooking. I be making stuff. You know, he ain't all that. I've I, I taught him. Well, I know who taught him. And he, he not only took that, the foundation, but he also improved on it. He didn't hang under my mother. He went to the supermarket with her. He saw how she picked up the, the seasonings. Like, my brother did. He studied, like, for real. Then with my aunts and them, he would, when everybody else was out smoking, partying, and drinking... He knew he'd catch up with them. They're going to do that all day. But this is important. See, he still went out and hung out and drunk and did all of that. But he first did what was important. This lady's in the kitchen. Let me go in here and study this. This lady's in there picking out how you pick out collard greens. How you know if a watermelon is ripe. How you know if, if these potatoes can go into this. Like smelling, touching, tasting. Like my moms would do that. So my brother mimicked that. He, he learned that. You know, and he would ask questions. And once he got whatever he needed, then he'll go and find his friends. They still sitting there getting high and smoking and stuff. And he'll join in. Right? So he left his first baby mama. She don't know how to cook. Her new man goes and gets plates from my brother. Because he don't know how to cook. She don't know how to cook. Can't cook shit. Second <laughs> baby mama. She don't know how to cook. She know how to microwave. She can heat something up. She don't know how to cook. She don't know how to season it. She don't know how to buy it. She still has to call him. Oh, if I want to make this, what I got to do? But yet and still, you told everybody, you know how to do this. But see, now, the elder or the person that really knows, that does the work, is gone. They subtracted themselves. So now you got to pull this weight and do it. Oh, it's going to be foreign. Shit may not come out the way everybody is so used to it, you know. So my first question to them was, you've been with him all this fucking time and nobody never went in the kitchen to learn, to study? I wasn't thinking about that. 
No, so you thought this person would carry you until it was dead. But even the person that was carrying you got tired. They got tired, so they moved on. The same way when I saw it with the locks. Dipset had all those people. Couldn't carry them to make them win. Because what they said, yo, all of them get off the stage. We only want the ones that's performing. Three and three. We only need the ones that's performing. Everybody else get off the stage. So the security, the net, all of that is gone. Now you got to come in here and cook this meal. We know how to make a cake. Here's the batter. Here's the spoon. Here's the water. Here's the eggs. We even throw in a little milk. Make the cake. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. So it was the same. I said, wow, these people, you right. Y'all know all these people. But remove them out of the equation. You don't know shit. But I'll be damned if I sit under these people and not know nothing. That's why, you know, Ibae, I would go to my godfather's house and I would sit there and listen. Right. Yo, I would sit there and listen. Man, I ain't talking about shit. I'm sitting here. My job is to listen, to take in, to take in and learn. I didn't know he was going to die. Now, do I know it all? No. But I knew that foundation, so now I have something to build on. I have something to build on. Do I have it all down pat? Hell no. But you walk away with a little knowledge. Little Okay, now I got something to build on. Because he passed away. So everything that he teaches, did it die with him? No. You're supposed to carry it on. But you learned something. Something you had to learn. You didn't just hang around these people and didn't get nothing. Hence why I said, at my other podcast, people will give you a fish. Nah, I need to learn how to fish. But I need to learn all the details. <laughs> There's the saying, the devil is in the details. Because, see, that's what people are scared of. Oh, I don't want to know that. Uh-uh, you do it for me. Fuck that. Shh, I do it myself. You ain't promised to be around me all the time. My godfather, Ibae, he said something that was amazing. And it wasn't to us. He was just talking. He was really talking to his daughter, Jocelyn. My dreamer, right? He was talking to her. He was saying, you know, I don't want you to be around a guy that is just, you know, he's doing. No, he needs to show you because he, he won't be around you forever. Respect those dudes that will show you how to get it. Teach you how to get it. You know what I'm saying? Encourage you to do it without them. Not just give it to you. I don't need you to give me the bag. Show me how to get the bag. And when he said that, like I said, it wasn't to us. He was talking to his daughter. We came in at the end of the conversation. Then he turned around. He said, y'all need to learn that same thing. And I was like, wow, thank you. That's a hell of a jewel. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? The conversation wasn't for us. We came in and he was speaking about that to his daughter. I remember that day. And then he turned and looked at us and he said, y'all need to learn that as well. I said, yo, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Don't give me the bag. Teach me how to get my own bag because you're not promised to be here. You can leave today or tomorrow. No one's promised. But if you teach me or at least give me a little bit, then I know how to maneuver. I can take that and plant it and grow it because I'm a nurturer, it, right? Instead of throwing, some people throw the seed away. Oh, he dead. I don't need it. What? What? I need all that <laughs> and, and more. You know what I'm saying? So when, when I saw the burst battle and they made everybody get off, Dipset was really fucked up because you looked apart. You looked a facade. You, oh, you looked apart. You look like a great rapper. You were mediocre. <laughs> you mediocre. So Jada kissing them, they didn't have. They have, but they don't have it like that. They're not flashing. They're not flaunting, as you say. They came in. But they worked on. See, we stayed in the studio. And that's what he was saying. We stayed in the studio. Like, yo, we were, we were doing it. He said, and at the last two days, you know, I'm like, yo, make sure we all this. Like, you know, getting on each other. Make sure we on the same page. He said, and when it came, we all stepped up. We flowed like a heartbeat. We flowed. 
and it was amazing. The leadership, the perfection of your craft, the studying, like, yo, we studied for this. We waited for this day. And mind you, this day wasn't monumental in the beginning. Regular day, we getting on here, we performing for the social media, because, you know, uh, a lot of people was in the crowd, Fat Joe, a lot of the artists, you know, so, and a lot of them were saying, hey, Dipset is going to win, Dipset got it, Dipset got it, because they build up that persona, that facade of, we're great, because we looked the part, looking the part, we have the people to follow us. We hang around people that's been in the game for years. The locks hung with DMX in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they knew people, but mostly they was really by themselves. You saw Jada in them. Yeah, you know, he was on a guess him and Fat Joe with uh, Rhythm and Flow. You know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll, you know, try to promote unsigned artists. He'll be featured in a few, you know, records and stuff. But they weren't with, you know, oh, my God, Dipset is always with people. And I'm talking about people that's money. The people got money. I also spoke about, I remember I was like 12 or 13. I was sitting outside. And I'm like, yeah, we got money. I got money. My father looked at me. He said, no, no, no. I got money. I said, well, you give me some. I said, well, you give it to me. He said, if I choose to. I don't have to. I got money. You ain't got nothing. That was a wake-up call, even back then. I got it. I worked for it. It's mine. I can choose to give it to you. Now, you can either sit here and watch me go to work every day and sit there like a puppy and wait for a treat, or when it's time, you can get up and hustle and make your own fucking money. And now we both can enjoy the fruits of our labor. I'm, I'm not that girl that I remember my ex-husband, God bless the day. He was like, oh, you know, I want you to stay home and work. That bugged me out. I went stir crazy for 24 hours. I couldn't do it. I was like, yo, I can't do this. I can work from home. Okay. But I can't not work. And he was like, nah, you know. So what I did, I started working for Psychic Readers Network. I worked from home. I got up, I made sure the laundry was done, I packed the kids' lunch, I packed his lunch, I did all that, and I worked at night. I worked at night. While I was up, I, I would start at 12 midnight, right? 12 midnight until 8 in the morning. That was my shift, right? Because now I am going to fix my kids' play, um, lunches, make breakfast, make my husband his lunch, they have their breakfast, Whatever meat that I'm going to uh, fix for dinner, I'll take out, um, you know, and I'm going to make sure the house is clean, clothes are folded, washed, ironed, do all of that. When we lived at 702 Brockett Way, right? And if my good girlfriend, Sherelle, the one of them came over, we'd chill out. I'd give them about an hour or two if we got to run somewhere. But I knew I had to be back at a certain time so the kids could come. The snacks are made. Their homework is done. They put their clothes up. That's how I did it. And I would watch, no lie, I would watch Seventh Heaven and uh, The Housewives. Real, I mean, um, yeah, house, Desperate Housewives. I would watch to plan my meal and to, to get that energy, right? That was, that was my only two guilty pleasures. So whatever on Seventh Heaven the mom cooked, I would either have something in that bowl range or I would cook that dish. And Desperate Housewives was, you know, my me with my friends and we would, you know, talk, run errands, get in people's business, do that shit. And, you know, I'd come home, make sure my husband is good, ask them what they need. They put, you know, the bills and everything. And, you know, I had my, my own moment of clarity. And then, you know, I would rest a little bit, and then I get up at 12 midnight, work until 8, and keep doing it. I did it for about three months. Three months. And then I told my husband, I said, yo, I got to go to work. Like, I got to work outside the house. And I started working at the Waffle House. And um, I quit because Casper, the, the comedian, I used to babysit his daughter. Casper, the comedian, was like, everybody working at Waffle House is ugly. I was like, fuck you, I'm not ugly pride. I was like, fuck you, I'm not ugly, and I quit. He was like, no, don't quit, fuck that, I quit. 
I ain't doing this. And I left. Love the Waffle House, but I just, nah, that wasn't me. So anyway, perfecting your craft. Working on, if you're around elders or people that are in said religious or whatever spiritual or even physical, you might want to learn from them. When my mom had us all working at the candy factory, I hung with all the old heads. Then I started running my own goddamn lines because I hung with the old heads. I saw how they did it. Machine breaks. How do you fix it? Because you can't always call for the maintenance man. Sometimes you got to learn. Might be, you know, that machine might be temperamental. You might have to pull a box out. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn. So I would, I would hang under the old heads, sit with them for a moment. And my mother would nod and laugh, you know. So I, I'm not going to hang under you and walk away just as dumb as I met you. No, I'm going to learn something from you. I really am. And um, <laughs> so with the locks, it's bringing people to it. My brother, hanging, being with these women, and he removed himself, and none of them still can't cook at all. Surviving, knowing. Now, uh, there's elays that you would go and see, you know, when you go to drummings and things like that, and they be arguing with each other, cursing each other out, doing all that. That was another thing. The locks, Jada, Styles, they didn't, they, they came in. You, you can already tell, this, we already established this, right? You don't know who the leader is, so we we already established. We all on one accord. Here it is, Cameron and them, he wasn't supporting his his people. He wasn't uplifting them. He was busy worrying about getting his own shine. You know, that, that oh, it's about me. Well, we came as a group. How's it just about you? Oh, what they say about me, what they doing with me. Fuck you, we a group. We came together as a fam. Cameron and them was just worrying about each their own self. Fuck how you look. Fuck if your rhyme was right. I don't care if your music is fucking up. Jada and them said, yo, just play the beat. We got this. They came as a family, as a unit, as one unit. Now, I remember when the Oba said that about my godmother and them. They called them the... Uh, Navy SEALs of the religion, they came and worked as a group, one individual. We clean, and then they cleaned up afterwards. Pots was put up, floors was mopped, everything. Things was packed over to the side, all that. And the over said, they are the Navy SEALs, right? I watched all of that. I watched all of that. I'm telling you, I was studying them. When they said... Um, and I have to say, my godmother was like, this is how you do this. And we were sitting there watching. I wasn't worrying about nobody else, right? I'm watching them. Because, yo, it was so, like, mechanical. It wasn't even mechanical. It was like a flow. I, I'm not even going to say it was mechanical. It was a flow. This one did this one. Each person knew their job. And as my other godmother, she walked around. She gave them all their envelope. You with the blue team. And she asked, who's with the blue team? Oh, you blue? Okay, here. Y'all go over here. Y'all do this. This is y'all set over here. Like, it was so, such a flow that it was amazing, right? When I went to Florida and did it, I'm the youngest. So I did. I told the sister that was there because she had years. I said, listen, if I'm overstepping, um, you know, let me know because, you know, I'm the young one. I'm, I'm, I'm young. So I don't know, you know, I just know what I was taught. So... Like I said, if I'm overstepping, please put my coattail. She looked at me and said, nah, you got this. Whoever taught you, they taught you well. It was a flow. Okay, you do this. I got it over here. You do that. We got to listen. I Now, mind you, I was in pain. But that pain didn't matter because it was so beautiful to be a part of that. And like I said, Elays and, and godparents and houses, people watch from the outside. You you want to know how to act. There was a part in the verses where Styles sat on the lawn chair with Cameron. 
and the chair broke. So whatever transpired, Cameron wound up kicking him in his pelvic, not in his face, not in his head. So when I saw a post like that, I was like, what video was they watching? So I didn't even watch it secondly, because I'm like, yeah, I was watching it. And he kicked him on his side. Okay. So he grabbed his foot, right? And it could be a moment of, I want to snatch this nigga off this chair and beat the shit out of him. Because he spoke about it on the breakfast club this morning. There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time for you to act ghetto, for you to be, you know, shururu, get the people, get your boys and tear it up. And there's also a time where I'm here to uplift, to encourage. I have a reputation, my character, all of this. And then there's a time to just ignore and keep doing what you're doing, right? So Styles did speak about it when they asked him. They said, hey, what, explain to us what happened when you was grabbing Cameron's shoe and, you know, and he said it. He said, I, I blacked for a moment. He said, and then, you know, I finished my verse. I let it go. I finished my verse and I did what I had to do. I was at an event in Denver and there was this fake Aluo, right? Because he wasn't real. Later on, I found out he wasn't real, all right? Just tell you, people dressed the part. They put on this facade, put on this facade. And because you're not an Aluo, you're not a Babalao, then, you know, they confront like they are. Why? So, um, the Yawo came. She was crowned a Chelsea. He's sitting there trying to hand stuff to her. And she's like, no. So, he's like getting, you know, trying to read everybody, saying he's bringing down Arisha. You're a Baba Lau. You can't get mounted. So, okay. So, I was standing there. And the old me would have turned them tables over. We'd have been going back and forth, cursing each other out, doing all of that. But I also knew that I, I was just coming out from being a, a Yawo. I was representing my godmother, my godfather, Ibae. You know, I was representing a religion. Because these people didn't know of the culture. They, that's why we was there, to teach them. So I could have spazzed out and had that. Now, one sister did. These people were paying you. They're paying you good money to teach, to be an example. She wasn't invited back because she showed her ass. Like I said, there's a time and place for you to be ghetto. It's not all the time. There's a time and a place for you to have rap music and all that playing. It's not all the time. There's a time and a place for you to talk shit about people, but it's not all the time. Certain venues require a certain way of being, that energy, that whole thing. That energy was, these people came from all over. We were meeting each other for the first time. It was an introduction, but I, we're paying you. So instead I walked over to him and I said, you and Aluo, she's a Yawo. I expected more from you. And I walked away. Now, yeah, I was complaining, you know, to the person that was with me, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't loud. We was just talking when people weren't around. You know, I was shocked. But I also kept my composure. And when I sat up there on that table, on, on that, um, when I sat up there oh, on, excuse me, when I sat up there on the panel, we didn't even speak about that. You know, we spoke about how you conduct yourself spiritually, you know, and we're all work in progress, right? And I was asked to come back for the next three years, which I was very grateful. And each time, if whatever happened, I had to handle it, but in a respectful manner, not in a rah-rah. I always tell people, yeah, it looks easy. God bless you. But you're standing in front of people and... You know, you're teaching. You have to get their attention. You have to um, act like you're in there. What would you want to hear? How would you want information presented to you? You know, because I sat in those audience 
I, I knew what I said. If I ever get a chance to get up there, how I would present it to people and how I would, um, you know, want information so I can receive it. I would like to be interactive. I would like to be a part of it, you know, so this way hands-on is beautiful. And I would like to walk away with hopes that I can get something for free. You know, everybody loves a grab bag. So I knew that and I started perfecting that. I would, I would, oh my goodness, I would sit in mirrors forever. I would, you know, write and, and put stuff there, not willy-nilly trying to shoot from the hip or getting someone else. Because I, you know, before any event, I would go and, you know, talk to people and see the vibe and see, you know, get, get to know people and network and see how I'm supposed to present it. Because I remember uh, one time I wrote this whole speech and when I got talking to the people, that wasn't it. And then I would see other presenters. I would go to other events and see how those presenters was. And it was so amazing because one sister said, you know, she had, everybody was in the audience. She said, nah, I need y'all all close to me. We want big family. And she had them make it into like a circle. And it was so, it was so beautiful, so natural that, you know, and I said, oh, that's her thing. I like that. You know, that's not my thing, but that's her thing. I like that. Um, you have some people that want to have you get up and do a little few stretches and, you know, get to going. You have some people that play music and get you going, some cool jazz or, you know, you have some people that just come to you and just monotone. Okay. So there's always different ways you find your niche, but you got to perfect your craft and be willing to take the criticism. Hey, well, next time I know to do this. Yo, next time I need to make sure I do this. And how was it? I talked to one of my good, good girlfriends and be like, yo, they be like, look, you don't have to walk all around. You know, take your hands out your pockets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not hiding nothing. Like, you know, so it's always body image, body language, things like that, right? So the locks in them, their body language, their image, how they didn't mumble in there. They didn't do mumble rap. You heard each word. Hence why everybody now can repeat what Jada was saying because you heard it. The music wasn't overpowering. You got the message. You saw the talent and you saw the gift and you saw where the hard work pays off. And I'm like, wow, you know, I know they got Grammys and stuff, but I know, at, you know, some moments in our lives, we go, damn, we doing this all the time. Like when, when is our time? When is our time? When it's time, when it's time, not before, not after keep grinding. Now, mind you, like I said, they performed in front of a lot of people. They done sold out stadiums. This moment right here was the rawest and the realest. People came to see a raw, real, back in the day, I want to hear your words, your bars. Like, I want to hear this. I want to vibe with it. I want to connect with the person that's in front of me. And that's just what he gave. Him, the locks, gave that. All three of them. They gave that. The same way, if someone comes to you for a ceremony, for some kind of initiation, I want to be able to connect. I want you to walk me through it. I want to know like, okay, this is the step. I don't need to be in front of someone else saying, yo, I don't know. I don't know. I, they told me. No, this is the reason why they told me. When someone asks me, why do you have Ori? Because my signal is Obeyono. That's where Ori is. Oh, yes. See? Well, what is Ori? Ori is your head. That's the only saint that goes with you when you die. Everybody else, you got to have a ceremony. Ori goes with you because it's yours. It's crafted just for you. And not everybody deserves Ori, but we give it to him. But not everybody. John Mason said that. What's the use of having 50 chairs? You only got one ass. If you don't need it, then why are you getting it? No. But in certain signals, you need Ori. Ogbe Yono is one of those. So you need Ori. Ori speaks in there. Right? So when the, when the little said, wow, you're learning. It's my signal. I need to learn it. Right? It's my signal. I need to learn it. <clears throat> I don't need for someone else to tell me who I am. That's what my godfather said. Know who you are. The smartest person, most dangerous person, the person that knows who they are when they walk in. The locks in them, when they came in, they knew. 
like I said, it wasn't a big event. It wasn't no, uh, it became a big event. But when it started, okay, it's, it's all right. It's, it's, it's going to give what it gave. Okay. But you got Dipset, the ones that looked the part. They got years. Oh, I've been doing this for years. Locks was like, yeah, me too. But, you know, I, I don't need all that. I came and did what I had to do. I dropped the mic and I'm out. Beautiful. Because you perfected your craft. You know that you know that you know I got faith in what I do. I don't have to worry about your table. I got my own. I ain't got to worry about your followers. I got my own. I'm not here to throw subs. I'm going to let you know I'm talking directly to you. And he let them know I'm talking directly to Dipset. When he pulled off Jules Santana's scarf, that, that, that scarf, that, that, what? I said, it's done. It's done. Let you know. I took this because I deserved it. I worked for this. Now, I'm out of here. But I'm, I'm not leaving just saying, yo, I disrespect you. No, we still fan. We still fan. It's nothing personal. I remember watching David Banner speak. He said, you know, people of color needs to change their perception because Jewish people, they separate business from personal. We don't know how to do that. We take everything personal. He said, I'll sue you about my business. But I'll come to your kid's birthday party because it's not personal. This is business. It's dealing with money. This is dealing with someone's life. It's a, at the end of the day, it's still a business. If someone comes to you to get beads, if someone's coming to you to do all that, it's business. Still business. Because there's a transit, there's a transaction of money. See, it's, you're paying for a service. Can you do the service? Yes, that's it. Do the service. Now, if you don't do the service, yes, I'm coming to you. I'm going to come to you. Hey, what's up? I thought you said you can do this. But then people get a person. Oh, yeah, no. I'm not inviting them. They did this. That's personal. I've got nothing to do with business. We don't know how to separate the two because we, we take it as, oh, you got to respect. No, it's a business. Jewish people will sue the shit out of you and come to your kids' bar mitzvah tomorrow. It's business. We still friends. But know that this part is what feeds my family, what gets me where I need to go. This right here is business. What happened? The locks. This is business. We in this company together. You do it, I do it. It's business. Now, we finished the business? Okay. Who won? We did? All right. Now, let's, let's get back to our personal. What's up, bro? You know, I love you. Oh, man. Hey. We, uh, come by the kids? Yeah. Yeah. We meeting up to go fish? All that. And they're still, and they'll tell you on every interview, no, nah, I love Cam, I love Dip, Jim Jones, Santana, yo, those are my brothers. It's my people. But that's business. And Cameron and them said the same thing. Nah, we ain't got no beef. That's my brothers. That's our brother. Like, yo, I was just at Styles' house. Yo, we was chilling. How do we... Get to the point of, ah, oh, well, that's fucked up. They, they dissed them. They didn't diss them. It's business. The same way. Let's be honest. You got to pay for initiation. You got to pay for your beads. You got to pay for your Kofi, your mono. You got to pay for that. So that's the business aspect. Now, you learning. You, you know, have building that, that, that family. You know, now that's personal. The business part is taken care of. Now let's, let's get to the personal. Now you're fam. Let's talk. But whenever you pay for something, that's business. So we need to make sure we are getting the people that have to carry out the said service in a respectful, truthful, authentic manner. I'm not going to go and take, give you beads and nobody's not crowned. The person has to be crowned. Two crowned individuals, two priests, priestess. They can be the same sex. It's Okay. But one is your padrino, madrina, and the other one is your yudrona. We don't go against the head. And everyone should be on the same flow. Should be on the same flow. I may cook bread in the oven. Well, you may cook bread in the bread baker. It's still cooking bread. Well, over here, when they come here, this is the bread that I serve them. Oh, okay. Well, I ask. Hey, you know, when they come over here, I, I serve bread from my bread baker. Is that cool? You know, is there any taboos? No, she should, or he should learn the different taste of bread. See the difference. 
Because there's a difference. Oh, okay. And now, which one do you like? Well, I like the bread that's made from the oven. Oh, okay, okay. But I don't have a problem with eating that, you know. Or I'll wait and come after y'all finish making bread and help you bag it and, and put it together. And that's it. It, it works. But it works with communicating and comprehending and not taking it personal. But it also works because you know who you are. So they were the example that the world saw of perfecting your craft, staying on your grind, knowing when it's time to be called on the front lines, you can handle the job you said you signed up for. Knowing that I can be around all these people, but I still can hold my own. I done sat in rooms with people that are, what? Fucking diabolical. I sat on the same stage as Dick Gregory. God bless the dead to the elder. What? I done sat there and took pictures with Umar, amazing speaker, and a few others. I'm grateful, but I'm still going to be Ifa Abeyo and I'm going to hold my own. I post it because, yo, I'm going to let you know, like, yo, I, I, I'm, it's an honor. I'm not in competition. I'm not trying to brag. It's an honor. Yo, I got the chance to be around these people. Shit. I love that. I'm not bragging and showing off. I'm letting you know. But I don't live with these people. I took what I've learned from them or what I saw, what I studied, and some of it I added. Some of it I was like, yeah, that's not for me. Not, not at this moment. I'm not going to throw it completely away. I'm going to box it to maybe later on. Now, after a few years, if I still don't need it, I know how to give it away. Hey, maybe this was meant for you. I was holding it here. That's yours. Help you make your life better. I'm not in competition. I'm not trying to say, oh, I knew this one. I'm bragging. No. Look how far I came. Yeah, I would have never thought I'd be on a stage or talking or be around these people. No, that's a growth for me. So, but they're not with me, but I'm still holding my own. Still, somebody uh, said, oh, it was Candelo that brought you out. You wouldn't have been nothing without Candelo. No, Candelo didn't break me out. Professor Porterfield invited me. So it wasn't Candelo. And guess what? I'm still doing it. So he didn't, he didn't, I'm still holding my own. I'm still doing it. I didn't buckle and fold like a few of them did to say, oh, well, Candelo's not here. I'm not going to do it. I'm still doing it. I'm still out here on the grind. I'm still doing what I was called to do. So now what? Now what? I'm still doing it. Still here. Still here. Now what? And improving daily. And knowing when to say, yo, having people in your court to say, yo, that's not what you need to be doing. You, you should be focusing on that over there. This is what you need to learn. And not taking it personal, saying, oh, they dissing me. No, no, no. I don't do subs. I don't do none of that. If I got something to say, I'm going to say it. Like, nah, I... Fears force energy appearing real. What you going to do? You get mad? Okay. You want to drag me on Facebook? I don't give a fuck. You want to drag me on Instagram? Listen, y'all already built the beast. Y'all already, already gave me that thick skin. Y'all dragged me for four years. Oh, she don't have a saints. Oh, she's the broke one. Oh, she ain't going to do shit. Oh, she ain't going to be shit. Oh, she'll never go nowhere. Oh, all she's going to do is live in the projects and have all these baby daddies. Oh, her kids is going to be fucked up. Oh, look at her. Look at her. She, nah, -uh, she ain't got that. Oh, she's fat. Oh, nobody will ever love her. Oh, all that. Y'all built me already. So you think I care? The fuck? Wrong one? Wrong one. So that's why I love Jada and the locks in them. Right? Because y'all already dogged him out. At one time, they was like, oh, yeah, Jada ain't going to do it. It's, the only thing cool is his voice. This nigga let you know he got a talent beyond. Now, they ain't taking away from Dipset, but the locks have proven, have shown, and have been put out there. They didn't, yo, I need a plate. Universe said, here. They ain't complain. They ain't sit there and say, oh, that's too much. I don't eat that. They ate everything on that fucking plate and said, yo, who in the kitchen? Yo, we coming in there to help you. That's just how it was. While the locks are sitting, while the, the dipset is sitting there saying, Oh, we anorexic. We can't eat it. But we look good. We look skinny. We looked the part. Fumbled. Fumbled. 
So I'm telling y'all, perfect your craft. Know who you are. So when it's time and you don't need crutches, stand on your own. And when it is time for you to show, not to show the world, just show yourself. You can rise to the occasion and be what the creator, what the deities, the spirits, all of that. Your destiny, you can walk into it. No, it's not over. It's definitely not over for the locks at all. But they did it. Hard work. Hard work kicks in with talent, don't. Hard work. Consistency. They didn't give up. They were still rapping. Jada, Locks, Styles P, they were still making records. They were featured. They was doing all that. They didn't stop. Oh, because you didn't see them. Oh, okay. Well, the world saw them now. Same way. Just because you don't see me all the time don't mean that Ifi Bayo not working. Don't mean that she not out here studying. Don't mean that she, yeah, I dropped the ball maybe here or there. Or, or worried about everybody else and making sure everybody else had a plate while mine stayed empty. No. Now we all make plates. So, uh-uh. But like I said, they showed the world. And anybody that have any sense would see just how it is. But, you know, you had some people like, oh, I ain't really get all that. I did. Because I observed everything. Everything I observed. The same way I observed my godmother and them when they was doing our santo. I observed that. And I knew when that time came, they wasn't with me. They weren't even speaking to me. But I was in that goddamn room doing what needs to be done. And I remembered when she, anything she did, she was explaining it. No, goddaughter. Remember, y'all, when you do this, you know, you be right there with paper towels, garbage bags, all that. Put a little, you know, how you make the, she called it the Cuban broom and mop. <laughs> she was like, yo, you tie this on here. And, you, and we was doing that. We was doing that. I had the bucket of water so we can, you know, wet it so we can clean it, all of that. And she was saying, no, this is, y'all, remember this. Because you may go, I'm not going to always be there. And those words never rang true until that day. They're not going to always be there. Same way you teach your God children. You're not going to always be there. You're representing me. How do you want people to come back and see me? Oh, Eva Bea, your God kids. Wow. You know, they were scared. Don't you teach? No. No. We're, we're changing this. Get a backbone or go somewhere else. It's okay. Go somewhere else. Now I understood what Cloudy. Cloudy was was. Uh, person to scratch me. I still see him as my Tata, though. You know, Felix is my Tata. Don't get it twisted, because I know what some of y'all give. But um, Cloudy was the second person to scratch me. And um, he said it. He said that. He said, yo, I'll take a whole bunch of nobodies and, and embed in them and make sure that when they walk in the room, they know who they are. And I, I can get with that. But they have to want that. I'm not going to always be around the same way as my children. They all grown, my grandchildren. I bet you they go to somebody's house, they see saints, they know to throw themselves. I don't have to be there. I don't have to be there. You already know what's required of you. Now, after you do whatever that needs to be done, then you can go and do the same way I said with my brother. He first knew he had a responsibility. You take care of that. Now, after all that is done, go do what the fuck you want to do. Go live your life. But take care of this first. That is life. Take care of your responsibilities first. Take care of that. And then you can party all day. You can do all of that. But this is first. This is going to get you to each level. This right here. Now, anybody else can say it any other way. I respect that. Go ahead. But they just showed the world how it is. You got eyes. You can see. They took care of their responsibility. They stayed on their grind. Hard work paid off. It was always paying off, but this time, it came with. This is the reason why we buy your CDs. This is the reason why you are entertaining, because you entertained. These people put on a show. You entertained. Put on a show is, oh, that's cute. That's cute. Wow. But I didn't really hear them. You know, I heard the record. They entertained. I heard every word. I saw how y'all flowed together. And that's how it should be. So... This is a very simple spell. It's not even a spell. 
It's common sense, because common sense ain't common for everybody. I want y'all to know this. Sit down with your godchildren, your mentors, and have a conversation. And then listen. And then ask them. Don't just sit there and say, hey, you got it right. No. What part don't you understand? Without the fear. I didn't want to say nothing because I was scared. No. There's no fear here. Because this helps you as well as me. I'm trying to help you better your life. So, talk back to me. Let me know what part you don't understand. There's no right and wrong answer. I need you to comprehend, to understand what it is. I don't need seven people to come to you and say, hey, you got to do it like this. Or, hey, you got to do it like that. No, you're going to be confused. If this is the person that you trust in leading you, then make sure you understand we're all on the same wave. That's it. Now, if you don't or you're like, listen, I'm not getting it. Okay, some people you have to spend a little extra with. That's okay. But it has to have a conversation. We have to be on the same wavelength. Because if not, you're going to get dipset. You're going to have the facade. You're going to look the part. But when it's time to do the work, you're going to look like fucking idiots. For real. You're going to look like idiots. Because you're already confident. Even by Ochani Lee, when he did the book Osobo, he gave the story of Osobo and Ide. Ide is blessings. Good luck. Osobo is challenges. When they told him, they said, we are blessed. Alofi said, we are blessed whoever brings the offering first. That's the, that's the one that get the blessings. Well, Ide was confident. Like, I'm already blessed. I ain't got to bring that. So Ide was somewhere sleeping. Osobo not only gave an offering, but he gave 10 times the amount. He gave extra, just in case. So when Osobo challenge went up there to Alofi, he said, where's your brother? He said, oh, he home sleep. So he brought him up there. He said, why didn't you, you know, make the offering? Because I'm already blessed. Oh, okay. All right. Gave all the blessings to Osobo. Gave all the blessings to Osobo. I read that book way before I even got, like, a 